0: It is 904, another version of the award-winning Authors Hour radio program, right here on Smoking 99.9 FM, WNRI. We are down one, not physical, no rest in peace, but one of the three computers that we use to do in the studio on our regular broadcast, which goes out 14 different ways, is down. And that's the one that has the library, our catalog of our pre recorded commercials. So that part of the show will definitely change today. We're going to have an author, Deborah Levine Herman, Spiritual Writing. It's a second edition from inspiration to publication. I did the bio on her last night, I read about half of the book. And then went on her website, and I was exposed to the world of this author, business owner, bookstore owner, publicist, editor. She's done it all over 20 years in the business, and this should be a good one. Now, the first part of our show is going to be sponsored by one of our new sponsors today, uh, Timeless Motorsports. Uh, They're located at uh, Arnold Street right here in One Socket. And I got a phone number, too. A brand-new business starting up with years of experience. And they're not afraid to do engine changes, transmission changes, CV work, you name it. 401-541-1018, Timeless Motorsports, LLC. At 68 Arnold Street going down the hill. And they're open six days a week over there. They are closed on the uh, God's Day. Also, we get some uh, holiday wishes. Uh, The warmth and love surrounding Christmas is a joy to be savored with family and friends. It's time to give, share with another. And here's to wishing you the best the season has to offer from the great folks at Paul Parasi by Rihanna Ballou, Dog Grooming LLC. Right there on Money Hill Road in Chirpachet. 401 7664 And what a great job they do. Also, we can't forget, since day one, Book Lovers Gourmet, your local independent bookstore. Owned and operated by Debbie Horan, all the way back since 1995. Now, with that new location a few years back, they moved up to 72 East Main Street in Webster, 1,500 square feet, uh, loaded to the rafters with new arrivals. She's got a children's section, puzzle section. But the most important thing is she's very receptive to local authors and local poets, you know, for readings, book signings art displays, music displays. She's done it all at Book Lovers Gourmet. Debbie Horan. And they also feature I can smell it drifting right down the Blackstone Valley right now. Hogan Brothers Coffee. And which by popular demand is now available by the pound. And all the pastries are by Phyllis Bakery. Say hi to her mom and dad. They stop in every day at Book Lovers Gourmet, And she opens up at 10 o'clock this morning, maybe a little bit earlier because she's even added on Sunday hours now for the holiday, 508-949-6232. And for the best fresh gifts in uh, Northern Rhode Island, you've always got to try Cereos, Pizza, Rimmer, and Restaurant. Uh, instead of the Italian toast up there, change it up today and get the French toast. little Frenchy up there. And also, Tuesday, Jeff Gamache is so happy. Large cheese pizza, full 15 slices, a rectangle crust, nice uh, cornmeal crust. Only $7 every Tuesday at Cereos Pizza Rimmer and Restaurant. Don't forget the Sunday dinner for $2, for twenty three ninety nine, And the help one of that is out. They're looking for one more driver on the weekend, and they shut down the delivery at 8 p.m. 401-568-7187, over 52 years in business at the Bridgeton Triangle over in Pasco, Rhode Island. Now, if you're looking for an order for the uh, hockey games or the football games that are going on right now, maybe your soccer game, give them a call. They haven't lost an order yet. 401-568-7187. We did some rapid fire on that with that other computer down. I still got my a good set of lungs going. And uh, we'll do some happy birthdays and we'll get right on with the author. Happy birthdays today that came in at email at Wayne, W-N-R-I, Yahoo.com. A very good friend that I haven't forgot about. I'll be writing a book and dedicating it to her, Lorraine Cluche. Turns a young eighty three today. All those years at Autumn Fest with the committees and what a great volunteer person her and her husband were, you know, and still up with Lorraine right here in the city of socket Uh ten commands. And- 44 today. Paul DeLuca, 59, and Alan Gustafson, a Gloucester retired policeman who was very active in the church over there. Big happy birthday. Let them know you heard it on WNRI. Now, on the line right now. We have our first guest of the day. She caught me off guard. I got the book in the mail. I saw the name, and then I started doing the bio last night, and I didn't realize what a portfolio and a resume this particular author has. Good morning, Deborah Levine Herman. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great, and I'm, I'm thinking about this um, bookstore you're talking about. It sounds like my dream store. I love books. And you're a Massachusetts resident also, right? I'm Massachusetts, yes, I am. So Uh, this will be right up your alley, give you another good business lead. I know you think outside the box as far as advertising, and you're doing such a great job with a second edition book. The first edition of that, if I remember right, that was uh, numerous, numerous editions that you were printed on that.
1: Oh, well, the the first book I wrote um, of spiritual writing was, I wrote it 20 years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: When people were first starting to even think about this material. Um, And I had to redo the entire book because 20 years later, I mean, when I first wrote it, it was before the internet was really explosive and so many things changed. And things changed with me.
0: Just in the last five years, everything, everything has changed.
1: I know.
0: It changes Definitely. that fast, especially in the literary field. Well, let me bring our audience yes. up to date here. We're running with one less computer today. And uh, about the author, uh, Debbie Levine Herman is a best-selling author. She's also a publisher, a former, this is what really caught my eye, literary agent, yes. an intuitive writing coach. As a gifted spiritual teacher, an expert on author branding, and someone skilled in today's navigating in the modern publishing world. And this is what I like about it. Not just your resume, your 13 books, and over 25 years experience, but yet still adapt to this year.
1: I try. <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's it's about content and making sure that the delivery systems are adaptable and that these new voices are able to find their audience. And all of that has changed so rapidly over the years with the conglomerates of the major publishing houses. Um, there you know, fewer opportunities and yet greater opportunities for authors. So that's why I've always tried to stay, uh, especially if you know I've had over 25 years' experience, you know I'm, uh, I wasn't born into the computer age. So I've tried to really stay ahead of the curve with technology. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not as typical um, for someone emeritus as I am to understand the digital world, but I, I had wonderful instructors. I actually went to um, a mini-MBA program, that's actually what they call it at Rutgers, um, and studied with some of the uh, major digital marketing people to try this, because I was so confused um, when all of the social media platforms started to emerge. It felt like the Wild West. And I just was so confused and, you know, I didn't want to go down the path of things that felt kind of scammy and snake oil. So I studied and learned what was happening. And once you understand the mindset, even if the platforms change, you can kind of stay on top of it. And that's what I hoped to do and provide my readers
0: Now, was you the very first author in your immediate family, or was your husband?
1: Oh, we are an interesting story. My husband, uh, I didn't realize it, but um, when I first met him, um, we were introduced for him to be my agent. But he was just starting out, and I was just starting out. I had been... um, I had finished law school and a journalism degree, but I had wanted to move into writing. And uh, he, we, we kind of grew together because he threw me in the water to learn the business and how to write book proposals. And we wrote several books together, um, and one of them is Write the Perfect Book Proposal. But I had to learn so many things about the industry because I was like any other author. I just thought, you know, you you write a book and you you get published and then you sip wine at Martha's Vineyard, you know, (laughs) and that's not the truth. Uh, Even to this day, I can write a book proposal and it may sell, it may not sell, and I you know, because there's so many factors uh, that go into those decisions. But you know, I've had a uh, so. The answer is my husband, um, who wasn't my husband. We got married like eight years after we met. Um, he was my agent. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I always had an agent um, when we got married. He he wrote. He's an excellent writer, but he wrote a book that is. Coming out again in a new edition called. Um, it began as the Insider's Guide to Book Editors, Publishers, and Literary Agents, but now it's Jeff Herman's Guide, and he he's snarky, and he writes <laughs> he writes what it is, and um, he's uh, the book really one of the Bibles of the industry. Yeah, so
0: it I is. Uh, I think it's twenty right it. third uh, printing. That type of book.
1: Uh, uh, I know it's over, it's the 28th edition. Wow. Um, it started in the uh, very early 90s. And again, we, you know, we we're he was just starting out. And he changed the industry in many ways by making it more accessible. Because people, he couldn't get past the gatekeepers. So he found a way, uh, a workaround by knowing who the editors were and what they were looking for, and giving writers the opportunity to, to target and go directly to a name. And it, so it really, even to this day, agents and editors use his book. Yep. So it'll be, that'll be coming out, I think, in January, his newest edition, completely revamped um, and updated. So this summer was really wonderful at the Herman home. I was under deadline with the spiritual writing book, and he was under deadline with his, uh, Jeff Herman's guide, and um, we sort of waved at each other.
0: (laughs) I I read something in your book that I'm going to add to my uh, DNA, and it's a statement that you wrote in the book that I just can't get out of my head since I read it yesterday. And I have so many people approach me in person Uh, Being a former board member, but a current member of the Association of Rhode Island Authors, and now I'm starting to get involved more and more with Kappa in Connecticut with, you know, about 3,000 members, and I get five to seven new books in the mail every day from the big five. You know, please read this and consider, uh, you know, an interview on your great radio show. And uh, the emails are just mounting up, and I've capped off the Facebook at 5,000. But a question that I have that I have to answer all the time, uh, somebody will send me a PDF file of their manuscript. Please read it when you get a chance. And you get buried with this like you do in your business, you being the whole package that you are. But you come out with a statement earlier in this book that I'm reading that I've added to mine, and I gotta admit it, I'm gonna steal it from you. When okay. the student is ready, the teacher appears. And I cannot tell you how much that affects me, that one statement. Because everybody's always saying, you you think it's ready, do you think I have to get it to another editor, do you, you like the cover? And they just bombard you. Because they're so nervous being first time. And then we as people in the business, we can sense when it's right. That the person has Absolutely. the right frame of mind to know, don't quit your day job. Now the fun begins. You've got to go out there and market this thing. If you can't market it, no matter what the book is, it's going to sit there and collect dust.
1: I, uh, I approach I particularly write for the so-called spiritual writer because that's my, my passion and I feel it's a calling for people to be messengers of information but the problem is they need to go through a learning curve and originally I wrote the book because nobody knew what to do with this kind of material where people are passionate about their mission but the execution is unprofessional for example i don't you didn't get to this line yet but my uh designer is a dear friend of mine and um and not interested in really in in spirituality very much but um she (laughs) she loves the line in the book where i say don't put in your proposal or query letter, God told me to write this, even if God did. Right. Okay? <laughs> because, you know, there's there's your spirituality, your mission, your calling, and then there is the industry and the protocols of the industry. And people think, for example, you know, when my husband and I would do a lot of workshops, which I love to do, but you find there are a lot of retirees. And, you know, it's like, okay, I had this whole wonderful career as a such-and-such, and and now I'm going to be a writer. Well, you wouldn't wake up one day and say, now I'm going to be a brain surgeon. Right. There's a, a, you know, there's a learning curve. And I do believe, if you're not a stubborn person and you're open to, growing um in your craft i've only met a few people where i have to say uh just no (laughs) no um and largely it's because um they are unwilling um to grow with their craft or with their message or with their mission um but intuitively the reason we call uh, one of my credentials, we say, intuitive writing coach, is I I do have the gift of understanding people's energy. So there are times I'll get a manuscript, and it's not only the writing that's off; it's the ego, and the and the reason why this person wants to write. And you know, I'm in a position at my stage of life and career where I don't need to give energy to something that's not going to add to the betterment. Right. Even if it's just for entertainment value but if the person's reasons for doing things are strictly self-serving and they're inauthentic or they are you know, taking people off their path and creating um, negative energy, I just you know, I don't work with those people and I think that it's a, a real, it's a, a sacred honor to write and yep. to be read. So, you know, you've got to take it seriously.
0: Now, if you're a first-time author or second or third book, according to one of the statements you have about this book, this very writing second edition, you've said in this here That uh, using Deborah's method, you can cut the writer's learning curve in half. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? What uh, shortcuts have you come up with to speed up the process?
1: Well, I describe how to structure a book. Because the biggest problem that I see when I um, edit and do developmental editing uh, is that people are lost in the weeds. So I create a, a structure for them to first drill down to why are you writing this book? That's a very important question. And then what's, what is the takeaway always keeping your reader in mind? Because a lot of times, um, because a lot of the things that bog writers down are these questions: Why are you writing? Who is your audience? Know your audience. What do they need? Are you filling that need? And focus, because people will try to fit a universe into a little
0: jar. Well, they try to be—they try to be a writer for everybody. Which they've yeah. got to learn. They've got to target their market and concentrate it on it and don't waver from it.
1: No. And to understand that there's nothing wrong with that. The spiritual writer especially, they don't need to change the world by themselves. There are many, many people who are part of what I would consider a cosmic plan of making the world a better place. You need to find your place in the world and your particular passion. And a lot of that happens by, you know, I talk about finding your divine inner voice. It happens by resonating with what matters to you and what feels true to you. And if you can connect into that, it'll help you immensely in structuring your book and focusing um, to your audience.
0: I got an email here from Tim Mooney from Salisbury, Virginia, or West Virginia, I'm sorry. And uh, he's got a question. He said, could you please ask Deborah if the information on her seven lessons that are in this book can work for any writer, uh, spirits or otherwise? Oh,
1: 100%. I approach it as the seven lessons for spiritual writers, only because they're a little more—I assume—they're a little more open to uh, the idea of, you know, of a supreme being, whatever you believe that to be. But what what these lessons boil down to is becoming centered and balanced in mind, body, and spirit. And again taking seriously the power of words. I use the seven lessons in any context. Um, and they. Uh, I've had some of my students use these seven lessons in uh, therapeutic practice because they're very... Um, I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize how universal they were when I first uh, got the so-called download and people who are kind of mystical will understand what I mean by that. You you sometimes teach what you need to learn and it and it grows with you. And they've used it in therapy practice because it it's like I feel like we were given a blueprint. ...to answer some questions like, why are we here? What are we doing? And the seven lessons are really about each person's vulnerability. You're going to draw to yourself circumstances that will help you grow past these vulnerabilities. Um, For example, the self-protection lesson. You can... These are not things you can just check off. Like, I'm going to learn this lesson tomorrow... You're going to have circumstances that happen and you're not going to know why or what. You're just going to, if you understand these lessons, you'll just be able to look at it a little objectively and say, well, that was kind of meant to happen. What can I learn from it? But, you know, if you're a trusting person, I've had people lie to my face and it, and I want to believe them or I want to see their higher self and yet they're really awful people (laughs) so if that's your lesson you're gonna have to be extra vigilant you know but on the other hand you don't want to not trust the people that you can trust it's all about discernment but it's a lesson that's really for any person in any field it's a life lesson
0: there's another thing that you touch on in the book that i can relate to is the animal communication and oh, you discuss so how it does and how others connect with their pets and with me it's just the opposite uh, I'm, where my office is set up is a total glass wall on the second floor surrounded in a forest so I have 24 you know 24 hours a day a nature window whether it be an ice storm or a snowstorm, or my bird feeders There isn't one animal or bird that doesn't go through my backyard. There's so many game preserves all around me. And it keeps my inspiration going, especially when I'm writing articles or ghostwriting uh, nature articles and stuff like that. Uh, and I have a bad habit of saying stuff like that. It's just in my DNA. <laughs> no, it's fine. We
1: all have our, our language, uh, little, little
0: foibles. Um, but uh, it, it, I can totally relate to that statement that you make on that. And I think people, writers, should be more aware of that. Even a cat in the room or a, one of your favorite dogs that's always at your feet just look down.
1: I have um, two right now. Yep. I have one sleeping, I have a little I call her a little beep. She's a doxy and she's always, she's sleeping right by my feet right now. Um, she's never out of uh, very far away. The, the thing with um, I'm particularly in tune with, with horses. Yep. And I had a horse, um, he's passed away um, and that's a story in itself which I, I'd love to share another time maybe um, but I really learned a lot from him when I broke through to being able to be telepathic with horses I thought I was making it up and I often joke that if you when these things happen and you are having um, these what other, what people might might say a little bit otherworldly experiences if you don't at first think you're crazy then you probably are crazy um, but I, I had things that uh, happened that were just you know, non-coincidental uh, and validated externally by people the things that I was picking up um, but I learned from my horse that, you know, they're really animals are, are here as in my opinion as our angels and horses if we learned to be more like them and be more herd like but not not like the I'm not even going to say herd like in the sense that they always have each other's back even though there is a pecking order in a herd because there needs to be the leader who watches out
0: the alpha male
1: horses yeah. right my my horses uh, or female my horses um tend to always be low low men on the totem pole uh even my horse now um you know he, he's the more passive but he's got a great sense of humor but there's a there's a um a necessary kind of pecking order but they watch out for each other and Elephants, for example, um, you know, if there's an injured elephant, they will literally hold that elephant up. and You know, the elephants will gather together and hold that elephant up because for it to lay down would be, um, you know, could be deadly. So there's a lot we can learn and emulate from animals and, and sometimes we just just like we are with other people we see them as other or less and one of the seven lessons is love of humanity where we we really you know the joke's going to be on us when we're all on the other side and we're all energy you know and we see that we're all of the same um feed uh but the animals are really here to give us inspiration to give us um Dogs, especially unconditional
0: love, and uh, to teach us a lot of these lessons. I have uh, and that's
1: one. What I have to say about that.
0: One of my authors specializes in uh, sign language for deaf Dalmatians. And, oh, uh, my
1: goodness.
0: Yeah, she's uh, made quite a career out of it, another Connecticut resident. That's amazing. And uh, up to 70 different sign language things she teaches to. Uh, uh, pale, white-colored dogs who have a tendency to go deaf being part of this strain, being so light-colored. It's a common occurrence in any type of dog like that. And I've got, you know, you can go down from my uh, National Wild Turkey Federation, the bonding between the hunter and the hunt itself, the the experience of the hunt, uh, the fishing, uh, There's so many things that I'm involved in, and I can totally relate to that statement. And it makes you a better person when you open up your eyes and your ears, just taking a walk in your backyard. You'll be amazed if you let it happen.
1: We always have little dramas in our home. We have um, two cats um, and uh, two dogs, and uh, the horse doesn't live with us. I would love it, but he's, he lives on a nice farm <laughs> with someone else and two other horses and his little herd. Um, but uh, there's always little dramas that, that go on. Yeah. And it, it's if you can just sit back and observe how they are communicating to each other and to you, and it's just such a... Um, I, I really wish that for people, and especially for writers. Because we can become lost in our heads, and we also, um, one of the lessons is self-love, and that's a big one. The the two lessons I find that are um, really important for writers are ego and self-love. We tend to always doubt ourselves, and we may be able to give love, or um, if you're thinking of it spiritually, maybe we can... feel love and appreciation for what we believe is God, um, but we can't receive it and we don't feel worthy of it and therefore we will always question our work, which which will sometimes paralyze us from going through and, and, you know, or we look at other people and see what they're doing. And the whole idea of spiritual writing is don't look at other people.
0: I got an email. I got an email here from Mike from Bonstable Cape Cod, and he says I'm getting frustrated. He says I started doing the bio like you did on today's author, and I found she started where I'm at right now with reviewing, editing, you know, in the first part of the publishing process. And he says as a part. He says, I'm running right now between 80 and 95 percent of everybody I send a submission to doesn't even respond back to me. I feel like I have to. I have no choice now but to go with, against my better judgment, Amazon and KDP and just do all the work myself.
1: Well, I hope he picks up a copy of Spiritual Writing from Inspiration to Publication because it is really covers all the inside scoop on the industry. There are many reasons why a work is rejected. Sometimes it has nothing to do with the work. Um, it has to do with uh, what is popular at the time it has to do with the bottom line um but i think it will uh sometimes it's the presentation and that there are things that i know i used to curate um our submissions for years back when they were in those number 10 envelopes would get stacks of mail like the the poor mail mail person was you know they get hernias but I would have to go through. And there's immediate reasons why we would reject something. So I, before, and there's nothing wrong with, um, well, I have an indie publishing company where, you know, we shepherd books in, in an independent way. There's nothing wrong with that. But even with that, if you don't have a team behind you, the book, you know, self-published books typically sell ten copies if that to relatives so you still need to educate yourself on uh, everything from how to be professional how to write the right kind of book and how to target your audience so first of all don't ever look at self-publishing as against my better judgment because there are sometimes very many great reasons to to do it yourself but you gotta know how to do it yep so first I would look at why are these why you know we're all overloaded you have to understand literary agents um, and if that's who you're sending it to literary agents only earn a living by what they sell and if, they don't owe the people who submit to them really anything and we try to at least give a response, whether it's a rejection letter or, you know, a request letter. But sometimes it's just not possible. You know, the, just the, the amount of submissions are unwieldy. And we're typically small, especially nowadays, because there's less business. A lot of agents stopped being agents.
0: So this so would be the perfect perfect person to get a copy of this book, and maybe that'll help yes. his process out on how to better it approach will. it
1: because the second part of the book is all about the ins and outs of the industry and I've been on all sides. I've uh, you know a lot of my books were just midlist books which are just the bread and butter but I have also been a frontlist A list book. So I know all of what goes into it and the decision making how to you know how agents decode book proposals and query letters how to get their attention. You know, there is, an, uh, there is an art to this and a lot of protocols. So you want to eliminate the things that will immediately cause you to be rejected. And then after that, it may just be you have a smaller niche audience, then you have to go about perfecting your product and finding your audience. So not all is lost, and we understand and feel your frustrations.
0: Yeah. what's the best way for our listening audience to get in touch with you to make this purchase of this book or anything else that you have to offer or services, a website, a blog? Uh, the, um,
1: the publishing company with author services is micropublishingmedia.com. The spiritual writing book is available at any... Bookstore. Um, it's now been officially released, so it's on uh, you know all of the online retailers and all of the physical bookstores, or at least available in their warehouse. And soulodysseybooks.com has more information about me and the book. So uh, you know, and I'm on all kinds of social media. Uh, my bio's on Amazon for all the books I've written, um, but. You know, for people who are interested in working with me, probably micropublishingmedia.com.
0: Thank you very much for taking the time to come on the Author's Hour. And thank you very, very much for writing this book.
1: Oh, you're welcome, and you're a pleasure. I really enjoyed this interview.
0: Remember tomorrow, have the best day of your life. Thanks. Bye. Okay, take care. That concludes that part of the show. What a great Deborah Levine Herman. And uh, quite a few books she's got out there. And that was brought to you by Northeast Race Cars and Speed. And also proud owner of the He Shed. Not the She Shed. Three different businesses under one roof. Northeast Race Cars and Speed. Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair, and the He Shed, where they're building race cars and race trucks right in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Local taxpayers, local workers right there. Uh, Shane Hopkins, what an empire he is building up there. And Herbie sets up the Hopkins Brothers Auto Repair with the best brake job in Rhode Island, uh, definitely northern Rhode Island. A very, very simple business model. Uh, Get it repaired right the very first time at an affordable price. Winning combination. Hopkin Brothers Auto Repair, Northeast Race Cars and Speed. And for all of those speed parts, Scotty, who ends up that department, he can UPS out, FedEx, or Postal Service, any race car part, by 6 o'clock, Monday through Friday. and get it right to your door and get you at Victory Lane. Northeast Race Cars and Speed, 401-710-9992. Or one 800 766 4748 anywhere in the country then like i say they'll ship out every day monday through friday by 11 o'clock another new sponsor today as we all get older we're not going deaf. our hearing is diminishing so maybe it's time you get tested hey hey what'd you say You know what I'm talking about. Just get it verified. Maybe it's just a wax buildup. And he won't even go through the program if it's just wax. They're so thorough at Bell Tone Hearing Instrument Specialist. And they're located right over here at uh, 441 Groton, Connecticut. Or the office that I go to is right down in Devo. Of 860-326-5518. Bell Tone. Right beside you, and that's Mr. Mark Brown. The Authors' Hour Bookstore, like our previous uh, guest, uh, we have our own bookstore to companion this show. Is the Authors' Hour We have over five hundred titles on there now, out of an inventory of over four thousand books. I mentioned today's show for another ten percent, and it's the only bookstore. That you can listen to the interview on our podcast about the book and the author before you make the purchase. Boy, I'll tell you, that's clever marketing. Thank you, Wayne. com, an online bookstore by yours truly. And 10% off on mention of today's show. A little tough doing it the old-fashioned way without that third computer, but we'll get through it, and the new parts have been ordered. But <laughs> the email computer is still working good at com. and uh, Teddy Bebo says, Wayne, he says extend that special that we put on the Authors Hour. We're talking about undercoating any car or truck for four ninety nine. He's going to keep it in place. We did 11 vehicles last year. That's Ted's Auto and Rust Repair. They fix rust. Complete rust repair. Extend, you know, getting, you maybe got a rejection slip on your state inspection. Bring it over to him. He'll let you know whether he can fix it or not. Cracked or damaged frame repair. Getting ready for the snow plowing season right now. Don't procrastinate. It's December already. Undercoating chassis and beds again. Undecoding special by mention WNRI and yours truly, Wayne Barber, for only $499. There is a difference. At Ted's Auto and Rust Repair, always a free estimate. There's no hidden fees. Call Teddy Bebo at 401-230-8877 or stop by and see the folks at nineteen forty-three Route 44 Putnam Pike in Japasha, Rhode Island, across the road from Katie's. Howie's old place. Now you know where it is. Ted's Auto Invest Repair. 401-230-8877. Extend the life of your vehicle. You know, when I stop by there, I see a lot of classic cars and trucks. And, you know, frame repair. You know, they'll have the nose off. They'll deliver the car on a flatbed or a truck on a flatbed, do the selected repairs as they're doing the restoration of the classic vehicle. And it's really something a work in progress to see professional welders and people that know how to repair rust and repair it right so it's undetectable. It's quite a service. A matter of fact, I can't believe the business he's doing now, I'm going to give you two more commercials. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. And I'm going to break it up and just remind you of tonight. As you know, if you're an avid listener to the shows I have at uh, WNRI, me and my wife, like my father and my grandparents, we keep our mind fresh as we get older. And you do an exercise every day of Wheel of Fortune in Jeopardy. And... You know, I'm having a good night if I'm 50% under jeopardy, but other nights, I don't know if the questions are, I I just feel inferior. Then other nights I have a good night, but get your hopes up tonight because Megan Mello, formerly from Boroughville and now a resident of North Smithfield, she's going up against Chris Pantanulo and he's at 21 games. He's the fifth all time at 748,000 and Megan Mello Right here from Northern Rhode Island is going to try to knock him off. Last week we had a teacher from uh, Putnam try, and he come in third place, but he gave it a valid try. But uh, I just love that show, and it just opened your mind to a lot of the history. And it makes you think of something that's hidden in your brain. You, you know, you didn't realize you had it there, but it's something you read or seen in your life's journey. And it's a whole lot of fun. Educational TV, I call it. But we also got a big, big sale going on. And, you know, by popular demand, the Black Friday sale they had at Bullseye Shooting Supplies <laughs> really knocked the socks off of the sales staff. Marcel, Paul, unbelievable. what a Christmas season they have going go, go right now. Uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays and a happy new year. And uh, wishing you peace, joy, and all the best this wonderful holiday has to offer. May this incredible time of giving and spending time with your family bring you joy and last throughout the whole year. From the fine folks at Bullseye Shooting Supply. Now, holiday specials. TAC 22 Long Rifle Performance Target. We're talking a 500 pack, $59.95. Regular price. Big box or the competition, $74.95. He's got it on sale, $59.95. Good supply of Glocks in stock right now. An excellent supply of Henry rifles and SAR USA handguns. A nine millimeter range ammunition. Box of $50, $1995. Not a typo. If you're really into it, get a box of a thousand for two ninety-nine. 95 small pistol primers per 1079. 95 where six days a week opening at 9 30 precisely he's a former military man bullseye shooting supplies over 38 years right here on park avenue one socket 837 they're open right now at 401 766 4409 and just a reminder A blue card test given daily by the fine folks at Bullseye Shooting Supplies. He says, Wayne, he says, you are magic. Whatever sale I give to you, we sell out. And that is how advertising on the radio works. W1Rider, what a family we have here! I'd Like to thank John Chan for hosting our great uh, annual Christmas party this uh, with a nice, nice menu right there on Main Street since 1905. And John pulled all the strength and really gave us a nice event. And Jeff and uh, Poker and the electronic band gave us a good show too. And the nice pastries from in-house by Kim barville Motor Sales, Larry's 24-hour towing. And another multitasking company, Brian's Auto Repair. And in this particular state, you can also schedule a Rhode Island vehicle state inspection, all under one roof. Borrowable Motor Sales, Larry's 24 hour towing, 401 568 6286. Lockout service, Jump starting service. Maybe the dome light was on or the radio. Listen to some tunes. Maybe you bought an unregistered vehicle or motorcycle ATV. Want to get it home without getting tagged? Give him a call at 401 568 6286. Give him the address. He'll decide whether it's a flatbed on the hook seven different types of trucks they have for their towing business. Now, also, they have a great used auto and truck sales department. Peter and Jerry head that up, and Brian's auto repair does the rest. Expert bodywork and insurance estimates since 1922. 401-568-6286. This morning, I'm coming down... From Route Forty Four, from my Connecticut uh, location, up in the northeast quiet corner, and I cannot help but notice. I have a swivel head. My wife would say, "Couple of trailers are coming up. Here comes an eight-foot box on a pickup truck loaded with refrigerators in the back." And I know where they were going because then I know they're going to get the best prices available for any type of scrap metal recycling. And what a great service this is. Just don't put it out at the side of the road or dump it on a deserted road. Turn it in, get it recycled, and get some Christmas pen money right at Ross Recycling. Their rate right is 64 Tucker Hill Road as you're entering Putnam on Route 44. Left hand side. You can't miss it. And they have all the facility there. It's one of six locations. It's a multi-million dollar operation. Drive your vehicle right on the full size scale with the trailer, without the trailer. If it's all smalls, they have laborers there that'll help you unload. Especially now they are looking for any type of batteries, uh, stainless steel. Aluminum, cast iron, copper. Uh, Another thing I saw dropped off there the other day, and I thought of, you know, that's how they're wound inside. Any type of electrical motor has got uh, real valuable material inside. Uh, Then don't fool around with the catalytic converters. That's not that type of operation. But it's stainless steel, light iron, lead, uh, especially lead. It's really paying good for that right now. And all grades of steel. And that's it. Ross Recycling, right up Route 44. You can see it right from the highway. Uh, six days a week operation. They are closed on God's Day. Uh, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Saturday, 8 to 12. If you want to call ahead, give them a call and see what your particular kind of metal, or maybe they'll have to identify it for you. 860-928-7165. And uh, you'll get the top price going for the day, or maybe right up to the hour. And again, any type of battery is recyclable, there's a lot of valuable materials in that. I just want to make sure I got everything covered here. And the power of radio with advertising we can do that, Business 101. And I miss it since um, Wayne Lima passed away here at W1RI, good friend of mine. And uh, so many people from WNRI have passed away in the last few years. And uh, I really miss them all, you know, from the golf show to a couple of the owners here. And I noticed it at our Christmas party of the other night. We could have put a whole table of empty seats of radio veterans and friends from WNRI. And you think about that, too, in their families at this time of the year, you know, after Thanksgiving, just before the holidays. But uh, we have a brand new restaurant owner. And that's rare nowadays. Restaurants are tough enough business. You throw the virus in there. And uh, the minimum wage going up to 13 to 15, depending. It's a crazy, crazy business. We all know it is. But our friends took the uh, investment and bought Mr. Z's restaurant up at uh, 2400 Putnam Pike on Route 44 in Chipachit. And. uh, when I've had my first business meeting on a long term radio ad promotion. Uh, radio isn't a one-shot, you know, instant. Let's run one ad. I'm gonna measure it the following day. How many people came in and mentored the ad? Look at radio as a long term investment, an affordable advertising campaign for any type of business you have. Now, we're number one 13 years in a row, so we have this market down, and we have the expertise at WNRI to write that ad for you or to get those people to your door in your business. So what I suggested to the new owners up there, I said, you know, I think you're the fifth owner here. It's a great location. You still have the fireplace and the piano. Why don't you get a a piano man? Have them sit on the corner on Friday, Saturday nights like one pad owned it, and I'll guarantee you'll pack this place. So, I made it part of the ad. Somebody responded to the ad. It wasn't a piano guy. It was an acoustic guitar. They started last Thursday night, bank roads, and this is how they do it to protect the help. They have a nice, nice bar and lounge area, so they set them up over there out of the way and not invasive to the other diners if you didn't want to listen to it. It's a big enough building. And from five thirty to eight o'clock, acoustic material on the side. Bang. What a success. So he thought they've always been closed on Tuesdays with the last couple of owners that have been there. And he said, why are we closed Tuesdays? So I said, try something different on Tuesday. So he says, Okay. So today is the very first and Miss Disease Taco Tuesday, ten different selections. I says tacos are on fire the whole country. Nobody's up on this part of Gloucester, and this you know, and as you're entering Connecticut, there's nobody around up this part of the state. He's gonna try it today. And always, what they're known for, it's the one exception in the restaurant. I'm giving you permission right now. Have the dessert first. When you're waiting to be seated or you're picking up your takeout, you're looking at pastry glass, your your mouth is watering. You've got to have a taste of that before your meal. Have it first. Turn it around. At Mr. Z's Pizza, Pasta and Salad House, uh, takeout only at 401-239-3800. Uh, sit-down in the lounge, uh, music on Thursdays, and a uh, nice dining area, too. And uh, rest assured, Nanette stayed on, their top waitress. She's got such a loyal following. And that's 401-239-3800 at Mr. Z's with the new owners. And they're very, very open now to menu changes. If they want you to put something in, uh, they'll put it in for you. Thank you very much for being patient with the author's hour today. Spirituality, second edition, writing from inspiration to publication by Deborah Levine Herman. And she did a fantastic job. I'm sorry I couldn't go two or three hours with her. But we're just warming up at WNRI. Do not touch that dial.